0: That time, Kansas City. It's 9 a.m. It's Sunday morning. You've hopefully already gotten your coffee. Maybe you're you're putting together that omelet, or you're throwing something together for breakfast, or you're on your way to church, or you're you know running around doing errands and you're like, you know what, this is my time. You damn right it is. It's your time to figure out your fantasy rosters, because this is fantasy football Sundays with your boy. Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson, producing this bad operation, as we get you uh, set up for Sunday fantasy football action. Like every every Sunday morning, 9:25, my guy, Steven Serta will join the show, give you a little bit more in-depth inside information from SB Nation. Does stuff for Arrowhead Pride, our good friends over there. Remember to catch them here on 610 Sports Radio. But a fantasy football Sunday on 610 Sports Radio is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. So last week was wild, but it's it's week one. It's not over if you lost. You know, I'm sorry if you played against guys like Tyree Kill. I, Grant, I try to tell people, I'd spend my first overall pick on Tyree Kill. 197 yards, 11 grabs, a touchdown. How you doing? You probably did well if you had Tyree Kill in your lineup. You probably did well if you had CeeDee Lamb in your lineup. I'm just saying receivers are the are the treasure in this league. That's where it's at. But uh, as we do, uh, or at least I try to do every week, I'll give you a heads up of who's in uh, and who's out this week before we get into matchups. And again, Steven Serta at 925. Expected to play today. Eric Ebron, Peyton Barber. That's an interesting one. When we get to that Raiders matchup, we'll, we'll talk about that. But Peyton Barber's in there. Trey Sermon, a healthy scratch last week. Um, and then uh, there goes Mostert, which was probably a lot of your draft picks in your leagues. I'm sorry. Hopefully you didn't go like the Gus Edwards, Mostert route and think, you know, I'll sleep on these running backs. That's a tough loss. But I'm here for you. You know, I'm here to help you. You know, rejoice those injuries on a Sunday morning, as, as they would say. Uh, Most Sunday mornings, but also available uh, Zach Ertz, a familiar name. And then, uh, you know, players that have to be out due to injuries. Odell Beckham continues to be out Deshaun Watson, obviously still out. Will Fuller, a personal decision, not playing. He is somebody that I do suggest we won't talk about any other time. But right now, I do think you should stash away. Um, He's in Miami. He's with Tua. Once he gets on the field, he does have home run capability. You've seen that before when he played in Houston with Deshaun Watson. You blink your eyes, and Will Fuller all of a sudden is on red zone in a matter of three minutes, two times, going 65 yards for a touchdown, and then again for like 72 yards for a touchdown. I think his big play capability is worth rostering in most of your leagues. Just put him on the bench. He's on mine in two of my leagues. Um, Josh Jacobs out. That's a big one. Uh, Marcus Mariota doesn't matter, but Josh Jacobs missing the game. Um, That's why that – um, that's why that's important to, uh, to have Peyton Barber roster because he will be there with Kenyon Drake today um, but like every week Grant let's get into some matchups best part about Sunday is the matchups uh, first one we talk about today is the Broncos at the Jags so I can't emphasize this enough you got to get James Robinson on your roster. James Robinson is a guy that I love. Um, moving forward, he is the guy. I don't know if he can get to Maurice jones true type of action, but I love James Robinson on a ton of rosters. He's going to get the ball most of the time. I get it. There are other targets in that option when it comes to uh, LaVisca Chenault, who had a pretty decent game, DJ Shark. Also had a good game. Trevor Lawrence's first loss in the NFL. It was calming. I don't understand why people are so shocked. Like this is his first loss in his career. Yeah, well, when he was in high school, he was probably six foot two and everybody else was five foot seven. He was probably a lot better than people. He went to one of the best colleges in the entire nation in Clemson. Gonna be pretty good there too. And then you get to Jacksonville and you're with Urban Meyer, who's the next head coach of USC. And you have a lot of options in the NFL. But well, when it comes to LaVisca Chenault, D- uh, DJ Shark, James Robinson, I think that trio of guys in that offense will be consistent. And I love James Robinson because they're going to use the run to help Trevor Lawrence open up the pass. And what do young quarterbacks do? Well, they don't necessarily panic all the time, but they do throw the check down. And James Robinson can get a lot of garbage time points. Another reason why I think he's important, obviously volume. But two, they're not going to be in the lead most games. They're going to have to come from behind. He's going to be on the field. It is what it is. When it goes to the other side of the ball, this is your Cortland Sutton game. This is the game and the games that I saw Jerry Judy having and why he's on my IR list in my fantasy squad. Jerry Judy was supposed to be in this game and exploding for 20-plus points. Today, that's going to be Cortland Sutton. That's going to be Noah Fant. I love Teddy Bridgewater in this game. I like those three for Denver. Williams, Williams. I'm I'm iffy on, we saw what Melvin Gordon did to a terrible defense last week. Wash, rinse, repeat, if Melvin Gordon is continuing to have that type of action, granted, he did it against the Giants, he could do it against the Jags today, who also are pretty terrible when it comes to, well, when it comes to their defense. (laughs) Next matchup moving forward, Bills-Dolphins. Not a whole lot, but this screams to me And I'll go out, you know, on a hot take here. This is the Josh Allen-Stefan Diggs breakout game. This is for the people that drafted Diggs 10th, 11th overall. This is the game. Last week, they looked lost. Don't sleep on Pittsburgh's defense. Pittsburgh's defense is pretty damn good. Pittsburgh's not better than Buffalo. Buffalo should have won that game. But this is a game in which they go play at Miami. It's going to be a good game. Rivalry game. Miami's got a decent defense, but I think this is the breakout game for Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. That's what I'm calling when it comes to playing anybody from Miami, Miles Gaskin. I know there's a lot of people pissed at me right now saying they took my advice with Gasecki that he could be a sleeper tied in and didn't even have a target last week. Well, he might've had one, but he didn't do diddly poo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Our next matchup that we get to, Bengals-Bears, man. I'm going to give you this extremely late because you should have been there a long time ago. If Justin Fields is available in your league and you're listening to this show right now on 610 Sports Radio, go pick him up. This might be it for Andy. I can't promise you this is the end for Andy. It looks like it's the end for Andy. His facial hair looks like it's gotten a bit out of control, which means to tell me that his mind isn't fully there. He knows the pressure's on, he knows that City is up in arms about Justin Fields wanting to be the starting quarterback in that position, and he's going to be. And when he is, he will be a very, very, very streamable quarterback week in and week out because of his potential on the field. He played one snap, he got a touchdown. That was week one. That was unfair to Andy. But what's going to help them out is when they play Justin Fields, Allen Robinson becomes that dude. I love Allen Robinson. I think he can be a top 10 receiver in the NFL if he has the right quarterback. So if he's available, I don't know why he would be, but somebody please do me a favor and go roster Justin Fields and then tweet it at me with a picture and say, thanks, Dusty, because you just got yourself a quarterback for the rest of the year after this week. I hope because that was a really big prediction. Um, I like Montgomery, obviously. Um, but that's it in Robinson for Chicago. The Bengals, this is big, man. Um, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, Grant. They had the the video of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow from LSU to Cincinnati, and it was like the exact same 50-yard touchdown catch. Jamar Chase, stud. All that stuff about him dropping the ball because he couldn't tell it with his difference of the college ball to the NFL ball. Yeah, sometimes people bluff in poker Sometimes they bluff in the NFL that was put to bed very, very quick. That connection is there. It's got to get a little bit more seasoning on it before I'm hundred percent sold, but I'm 85% sure that that connection is going to be there all year. Moving forward. Higgins is big in this week. Um, Joe Mixon. I like all of that. I like the Bengals' offense against the bears. It's in Chicago. I think the nightmare comes to a reality and you hear how much those people do not like Andy Dalton today. It's a fun one to watch. It's at noon. Um, as that is a uh, pretty interesting matchup when it comes to fantasy numbers. <laughs> Moving on to another matchup, 49ers Philly. There's really not a lot of sauce on this one, except there's a little bit of there's a little bit of nuggets in this individual matchup. I think, and that's what's so great about doing this show because if you're right, you are uh, you're a genius, and if you're wrong, they are going to let you know for the entire Sunday afternoon. This, my friends, I promise you, well, I don't know. I think this could be the Brandon Ayuk come out game. I know a lot of you last week probably started him. They played Detroit. Detroit is not good. And I get it. He didn't really do anything for you. And I can't help you with that. That's just what happens on Sundays. But I'm sure that George Kittle is rostered and played for everybody in this week. I'm sure Elijah Mitchell was probably the number one fantasy grab in waiver wires. I think he's now rostered in over 79% of leagues. Um, I don't mind if you want to play. Trey Sermon in this week. If you're really, really low, I know he was a healthy scratch last week. He's now going to be a very, very big uh, part of that offense, I think, moving forward. Now, last week was interesting. I think Trey Sermon can be one of the sleeper running backs that you find. Debo Samuel was the big guy last week. Nine catches, 189 yards, was targeted a ton uh, by Jimmy G. Also, Trey Lance is in that offense, and that's another conversation for another day. I don't think it's his team yet, I don't think it's a scarce. Uh, as it is in Chicago. But there's there's some interesting interesting developments going on over there. But Kittle, obviously, Elijah Mitchell, you're probably starting because of the, the loss of Raheem Mostert. You hope he has a speedy recovery because I'm sure he was in a lot of leagues. Um, but when it comes to Philly, this is where it's interesting with Philadelphia because Devonta Smith, man, it looks like it's real. Like, I get it. That guy's been battling adversities when it comes to, like, his size, what he can do, and he didn't skip a beat when it came to week one with Jalen Hurts. I think this is an interesting game with Jalen Hurts. If you want to ride the gamble, I'm all for it. I love people that like to gamble when it comes to uh, if they're going to perform or not. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Jalen Hurts. Um, I think he could be a roller coaster type uh, type of quarterback. Up, down, up, down, up, down. But when he's up, it's very, very well up. It's like we're over 25 points quarterback-wise with scrambling capabilities, scoring capability, and he's got a cannon. Um, And Devonta Smith was one of those guys. Miles Sanders, you obviously play. um, Rieger seemed to get a lot of targets last week. I think he had 70 yards, five catches. And Devonta Smith, those were the two guys that he led with. Those two guys can be very dangerous, um, especially if that team is playing from behind in a lot of matchups. And this is one of those ones against the Niners in Philly. It kind of screams it could be a close matchup or it could be the Niners taking an early lead, and we see what Philly can do with those young stars. Saints-Panthers. This is it. This is the juice matchup of the week. This is the one that gets juicy. I love this matchup. Not only do I love it because I just never know with Jameis Winston, but this just screams juice matchup of the day. Panthers defense isn't fantastic. It's not terrible, but they're going to give up fantasy points. Jameis looks like he's going to be the guy. Now, I get it. Some of you are like, well, Dusty, he only threw the ball 20 times last week. Well, they blew the Packers out and he didn't have to throw the ball. But when he did, he was precise. He didn't turn it over. Alvin Kamara still in that offense. Callaway's in that offense. I think this is the game where he shows us what he's about, that we saw the, the hype around in preseason, the reason why you slept Marcus Callaway. This is why he's on your roster. I'm not advocating that you start him, but this is the week where it's like, okay, pay attention. Juwan Johnson was his big tight end red zone target. He's a guy that if he's available, I'd roster. I don't know if I'd start, obviously, but it looked like Winston liked looking for him in the red zone. And with this offense, there's going to be a lot of times where Alvin Kamara takes you down to like the five or the six, and he's going to look for that Johnson connection. Because he was the red zone guy last week. For the Panthers, it's as as goes. Christian McCaffrey's back, man. Mr. Do-It-All. Mr. Reliable, Dependent. Christian McCaffrey was the guy last week and going to be the guy every week. DJ Moore, eight targets last week. Terrence Marshall, the guy that I told you that you should sleep on. You should draft him late in your rounds. You'll easily get him in the 12th, 13th round. Again, six targets. He's a daily starter for me. You could probably get him very cheap in DraftKings anywhere. He's a guy that I think Sam Darnold's going to look for six to eight times a game. With DJ Moore on the other side, Terrence Marshall is a play for me. Um, as he had six targets last week, those are only going to go up and stay consistent. That's a lot. When you got DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, in that offense, that means he's clearly the third off option when it comes to those two teams or when it comes to the Panthers on their offense. One more matchup, we get to a break and then we get you to Steven Serta at 925. Rams, Colts. If there's anything we learned from the Colts last week, Carson Wentz still sucks. That was one of the most... Boring, terrible offensive games I've seen in the NFL since I went and saw Matt Castle versus Tim Tebow at Arrowhead. Now, Seattle do their job, right? They're going to continue to be them last week. That's fine. Don't stress. DK Metcalf did stress you out probably until about the fourth quarter when he turned it on. Chris Carson, we'll get to that. We'll get to there in a little bit. But this screams Rams again by 15. Stafford will continue. Cooper Cup seems to be a target share. Henderson in the backfield got your late inning touchdowns. He seems to kind of be the closer on that offense. He gets better as the game goes on and the lead stays in their favor. Robert Woods, touchdown last week. For the Colts, all I like is Jonathan Taylor. That's literally it. I don't want anybody else. I know that their receivers are all ready to come back. Michael Pittman Jr. is going to play, Paris Campbell. All those guys are going to be there. But until I can see anything significantly different than Carson Wentz, I want nothing to do with the Colts' offense unless I have Jonathan Taylor or Naheem Hines. Solid game last week. They paid him, so he has to. But with the Rams, I think you continue to see Matthew Stafford shine, and boy, did he shine in his first week. First play of the game was a bomb downfield for a touchdown. He then gave Cooper Cup all the love in the world. Robert Woods was still found in the end zone, and it looks like Sean McVay has his missing piece or what he wants moving forward, and it looks like the Rams' offense is going to be as exactly as promised, and Matthew Stafford is that guy. And I get it. It's one week. It's been one week, Dusty. But it looked like Matthew Stafford, maybe just from my perspective, had been there for at least five years. That's how well it looked like he got into the offense. This is Fantasy Football Sunday with your host, Dusty Likens. Grant Nicholson also producing this, 913-576-7610. That's the Jay Southland Toe Service text line. Text in your questions. Steven Serta comes up at 925. We'll come back, get you a few more matches before we get to Steven Serta. But this is your Fantasy Football Sunday show here on 610 Sports Radio.
2: You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks,
0: scenic views back in on a fantasy football Sunday with your host, Dusty Likens. You can follow me at Dusty Likens. That's L-I-K-I-N-S. For those of you that think it's E-N-S. Craig Nicholson producing this operation um, as we get you ready for week two. I thought week one was... Pretty well advertised. I think a lot of questions were answered. I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of people got exactly what they thought they were going to get out of some of the draft picks they made. At least where it came to value, I think one of the guys that probably got a lot of value about where they went was probably Devonta Smith. I thought that was a pretty big connection there. Um, if it can be that way moving forward, I'm not sure it can. Um, a lot of a lot of season left 16 more games for every single team uh, we'll get to your uh to your lovely Chiefs Ravens matchup that is Sunday at 720 uh, remember you can hear all that action on 1065 the wolf uh, post game Jay Binkley will have you uh, till at least I want to say two in the morning I assume that's how late he'll go um, and then uh, obviously you have uh you know, Pre-game, you can listen to is simulcast here on 610 Sports Radio as well as 106.5 The Wolf and listen to the great Mitch Holtis. get you ready for Baltimore and Kansas City. A lot of action in that game. Obviously, you have Mahomes, who was the player of the week last year, versus Lamar Jackson, Tyreek, what's Sammy Watkins going to do? Um, do we see more of McCole Hartman? Squash that tease immediately. The answer is no. We'll talk about that a little bit later as we'll get into the, uh, the Chiefs versus Baltimore one matchup. I do want to talk about before we get on with Steven Serta. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting parts here um, because one thing is I think of a fantasy. I don't know if it's like a fantasy. I think it is. I know for a fact it's a fantasy anomaly, but I don't know if it could be that way going forward. And I don't know what the number or record is. And I'm not going to make Steven Serta do that research right after the shoot. But one of the matchups coming forward is, is Pittsburgh and in Vegas, um, it's at Pittsburgh. They're one zero. Vegas is one zero. They go on the road. Carr versus is versus uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I think Roethlisberger needs two touchdowns in this game to get to 400 for his career. So you know, Ben Big Big Ben is good for two touchdowns. Um, I don't think Vegas's defense is anything to worry about. I think if you're looking at Pittsburgh players, I think you're obviously starting Claypool. Um, you're obviously starting Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, Najee Harris, this is interesting. He was the only player on offense last week, at least for like a role player, like a receiver, um, and not named, not not a quarterback. But Najee Harris played in 100% of their offensive snaps, like 100% of offensive snaps. And a lot of people pre- we're like, should I spend a early, early, I mean early second round pick, like first or second round pick of the of the of the draft on a guy like Najee Harris. And boy, did he ever get the volume for that. But I think in that game, you're obviously starting Claypool, Harris, Big Ben. I think Big Ben's good for three or four touchdowns. But like we do every single, um, every single Sunday morning at nine twenty-five, um, I get to be joined by my guy, my good friend, the guy that kind of really got me the the swing into this dance, uh, Steven Serta. Stephen Serta, how are you this morning? How
4: are you this morning? Dusty, what's going on, man? Uh I hope that your fantasy lineups were prosperous last week and I uh hope that week two is gonna treat us right too.
0: Yeah, I went um I got one win in one league. I lost in another league. Uh Jefferson's quiet day kind of hurt me just because of, you know, where I've got him, but uh You know, I got lucky, made the gamble, played Josh Jacobs. Now I'm kind of screwed at running back. Uh, But uh, he got me the two touchdowns. And one thing that kind of segues me into that is the conversation, I think, that kind of stole the show of Fantasy Conversations last week was, can the target supply to Darren Waller continue? Because I saw either Phil Yates tweet about it, but there's a ton of just, like, repeat, over-the-top anomaly types of targets. When it comes to darren waller and Derek carr and is there any way that that slows down because i just don't see it being possible
4: no i mean the raiders just don't have any other consistent pass catchers uh you know like brian edwards had that incredible like fourth quarter and overtime i guess minutes about. of that football game but other than that he didn't have a single catch before that two-minute stretch uh you know, Waller had an insane target share last season, and it looks like Gruden and Carr are just going all in on okay, just feed the big man because that's that's the best player that we have on our football team, so just get him the football. And you know, we saw Patrick Mahomes really heavily target Travis Kelsey last week and Tyree Kill and not target anybody else really. And that's what the Raiders are going to do each and every week with Darren Waller. So, like, Darren Waller is the second-best tight end in football right now, especially for fantasy purposes, over George Kittle, in my opinion. Like, Darren Waller's just unstoppable, and he's totally unguardable. I guess if you're going to go into a league, I don't know if
0: this is, like, a question where you can you just can't lose. Are you at the point now, because of target shares with Darren Waller, where you would start him over Travis Kelsey? Or is it still, like, let's not disrespect Travis Kelsey like that?
4: No, I mean, well, if I if I had if I happen to be in a league where I have both of them, I would start both of them if I could every single week. Um, It's not. I mean, they're both exceptional players, so you know, it. If we're talking about like a daily lineup or something like that, then it would kind of be matchup dependent and cost. But they're both going to be the two most expensive tight ends week in and week out, in all likelihood.
0: When it comes to San Francisco. I thought it was interesting because obviously the number one, um, probably the number one waiver wire uh, pickup was uh, Elijah Mitchell. I know you're big on Trey sermon. Do you, do you think Mitchell's the guy or is this one of those things where you take the week off, you look and see what Shanahan's going to do with that backfield and then kind of make your decision? Or do you think it will be Mitchell's Mitchell's job because of what he did last week in his fill-in role?
4: The reality here is that none of us know. Right, like I, I talked about it earlier this week on one of our podcasts, where Kyle Shanahan is new Bill Belichick. Like Bill Bill Belichick used to be a nightmare for fantasy football because you never knew which running back he was going to utilize or which wide receiver he was going to decide to feature that week. And Kyle Shanahan's even worse than Bill Belichick because Kyle Shanahan's just out here straight up lying half the time and benching Brandon Ayuk for the first half of that game. Trey Sermon just being a healthy inactive last minute. So the reality is, and Sermon's expected to be active today, we just don't know what the true work role is for Elijah Mitchell or Jermichael Hastie or Trey Sermon. And a lot of people are hanging on to Trey Sermon. I totally understand that. I don't think you should just straight up drop him yet either because it's so early in the season. We want to kind of see how this backfield Unfolds. We do have to remember Jeff Wilson is also on the pup list, so he could return later this season and kind of muddy things up a bit. Jeff Wilson's a guy that's been highly productive for them when he's gotten an opportunity in that offense, too. So the reality is any Kyle Shanahan running back is going to have an opportunity to be productive on a weekly basis. Now, if he's claiming that it's Elijah Mitchell, I think you have to play Elijah Mitchell every week because Elijah Mitchell's more of that Raheem Mostert role. So if he says it's Mitchell, you got to roll with it. I'm not putting Trey Sermon in any of my lineups until I actually see Trey Sermon take a snap.
0: Where do you rank this uh, this Saints Panthers game today? I've got it as my uh, my juice matchup of the day when it comes to uh, both rosters here. I know last week we we saw New Orleans blow out uh, Green Bay. It wasn't maybe as as offenses oriented as obviously Juwan Johnson was the main target for Jameis. But do you? do you have a lot of action or do you see a lot of action in this game? Because I see this as like when we would do our, our force to punt podcast, this was always like my Tampa Bay, Carolina matchup or Tampa Bay versus the saints. This matchup screams that today. I think there's a lot of action and a lot of value in this game.
4: Um, I don't know if I'm quite with you on that. Uh, I, I do like Terrace Marshall again a little bit because the saints might not have their slot corner, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who's a pretty good player uh, so if he doesn't play and he's questionable right now, then I like that matchup a little bit, but it's a terrible matchup for Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey has traditionally struggled against the Saints defense. So McCaffrey's still going to be in your lineup. He's still going to have all the opportunity in the world to like get a touchdown or something like that, and he could eat in the receiving game. But the Saints just don't give up yards on the ground. So I wouldn't bank on Christian McCaffrey having like 100 rushing yards today or anything like that. Uh, As far as the Saints go, I like Jameis. Uh, If you were able to add Jameis as a quarterback this week and your little question about your starter, I would roll with Jameis today. I think it's a favorable matchup from the Panthers where, you know, their defense played pretty well, but it was against the Jets in week one. And so I'm not confident that that defense is actually that good. So I think this sets up nicely for Jameis, but I'm nervous to start anyone in this offense outside of Alvin Kamara because I don't know who's going to get the ball. Like, Marquez Calloway was supposed to be the guy, and then he had, like, two or three targets last week and wasn't involved in the passing offense at all. And Jameis spread the ball all over the field. So I need to see this game kind kind of shake out a little bit and, and get some of these more established players. Like, I'm still putting DJ Moore in my lineup if I'm thin at wide receiver, but he's going to see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore, so I don't love that matchup. And same goes for Robbie Anderson. If I was going to start any Panthers wide receiver, I would consider Terrace Marshall.
0: Mm, tough matchup for uh, for my juice matchup of the week. Serta. who's uh, who's maybe your sleepers this week when it comes to some heavy action in fantasy football?
4: Uh, so I've got two of them for you that I really like this week. Uh, one of them is Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers, who... Yeah, it was kind of quiet in week one, and that was against a strong Miami Dolphins secondary. But he did lead the Patriots in targets, uh, despite Nelson Aguilar winding up having the big game, getting in the end zone. Uh, But I think Jacoby Myers is going to have a very nice game today. I think he's got an opportunity to definitely get in the end zone against the Jets secondary, which is legitimately one of the worst secondaries in football. We talked about it a little bit last week, I believe. So I like Jacoby Myers. He's coming in pretty cheap. I also, Dusty, love McCole Hardman tonight. Mm. And this is more of a a daily lineup play. Like, I'm not, you know, looking to pull one of my starting wide receivers in my season long lineups to put McCole Hardman in my lineup. But I am putting him in a lot of daily lineups where I can get action in the Sunday night game because McCole Hardman has played the Ravens twice. His rookie season, McCole Hardman had an 83 yard touchdown against the Ravens. His second year against the Ravens, McCole Hardman had a 49 yard touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens. And so the Ravens like to play a lot of man coverage. They like to blitz a lot, and they might have to change that up a little bit tonight because Patrick Mahomes is going to eat if they don't. And they've got a ton of injuries in that secondary. Derek Wolf's not going to play for their defensive line. So they might have to change some things up on that side of the ball, but we'll see. They tend to not change anything on that side of the ball. So that in the past couple of years has opened things up downfield where Patrick Mahomes is able to hit McCole Hardman for a long touchdown because Travis Kelsey and Tyree Killers are the guys that they're trying to man up, that they're trying to put multiple guys on to shut them down. And so that's left McCole Hardman open, and we've seen it happen two years in a row. I think it's going to happen again tonight, especially with all those injuries that they have in the secondary right now. So I love McCole Hardman. If you can get him into into your lineups, I think you should. Is there any big names out there that maybe people think that they have to start, but maybe
0: this is a week where you have to think, eh, maybe sit this guy this week?
4: Um... I mean, if we would have talked before the Thursday night game, I would have recommended (laughs) sitting Saquon Barkley, Uh, (laughs) but he he did really pan out for your fantasy teams, and I'm a little worried about Saquon moving forward. Uh, But no, I mean, for the most part, I like a lot of the matchups this week. Like you know, you mentioned Justin Jefferson kind of hurt you last week. I got Justin Jefferson in a lot of lineups because I think this is a big bounce back week where we saw the Arizona Cardinals defense really rattle the Tennessee Titans and Chandler Jones just went absolutely bonkers with in the sacks but the Cardinals defense isn't really that good like their corners still struggled against the Titans wide receivers but because they were so dominant on the offensive side of the ball and that game got so out of hand so fast I think people are a little weary of Justin Jefferson in their daily lineups today and he's gonna go underutilized which means that I'm trying to get him into all of my lineups because I think Justin Jefferson is going to have a strong week two bounce back against this Cardinals secondary. He should absolutely eat.
0: Steven Serta, that's my guy. You got anything you want to plug moving forward when it comes to the uh, the end of our time here on Sunday morning?
4: Uh, no, if you guys just happen to not be locked into 610 Sports Radio for their postgame show immediately after the Chiefs, you can catch me and Pete Sweeney on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.
0: That's my guy, Steven Serta. Serta, good luck this week, and uh, we'll talk next Sunday at uh, the same time.
4: Sounds good. Talk to you then, Dusty. Take care,
0: buddy. Steven Serta, that's, uh, you know, that's my guy, man. Producer at Arrowhead Pride, SB Nation. Extremely sexy without a shirt and just kind of knows what he's talking about. That's just, that's Steven Serta for you. Um, I like that. I like that there's, you know, not any hesitation from your guys in your league, which you need to be set up for and uh, what you're going to have uh, moving forward. You just, you just got to roll with your guns, man. You got to keep everybody in your roster. Trust what you drafted with. And if you suck again this week, you got to start making trades before people start falling in love with their, uh, with their fantasy football roster. We come back, we'll get you into some more matchups. Uh, this is Fantasy Football Sunday on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views.
3: You're listening to Fantasy
2: Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks.
3: Eats, drinks, scenic views. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome
0: back into Fantasy Football Sunday Dusty Likens. Grant Nicholson here on 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening as we have just a little bit of time left. Uh, we'll get into some more matchups. But during the break and after I got done talking to Steven Serta, I'm reading an article and – or I read a headline of a tweet, um, and it's out of uh, NFL.com, and it says, Expect to see more Justin Fields in regular season Soldier Field debut Sunday afternoon. I – earlier told you if Justin Fields is still available in your leagues, go pick him up. I think he can be a quarterback that can be electrifying, can have a lot of big play type of capability, has a team really kind of like supporting him, but they're not going to dump Andy Dalton off the side of the curb yet. But this article says the Chicago Bears are expected to give the rookie quarterback increased snaps against the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what Ian Rappaport reported Sunday on NFL Game Day morning. He's growing every day. Quote, there's wow moments, wow throws every single day in practice. Rappaport said he's actually coming along faster than they expect and they're essentially head over heels in love with him. They use the packages, has growth movement for fields. No no moment is too big, so expect to see more for him despite Chicago saying they're sticking with Andy Dalton. I told you at the start of the show, this is it. This is the final week that Andy Dalton's starter. Grant doesn't believe me. Grant doesn't trust Matt Nagy. He thinks that it's not going to work out as well as I think it will for Justin Fields. That's fine, but I'm telling you, you may not have a better backup quarterback option in your league right now, and Justin Fields offers a lot of fantasy value when it comes to his legs. Inside the red zone for six-point touchdowns instead of throwing four-point touchdowns. Just saying. Thank me later. Who's your quarterback, Grant? I got Russell Wilson. Okay. And I picked up Jameis Winston as a backup, so I think I'll be all right. I'm not mad about that. But Russell Wilson, that's basically what Justin Fields is going to become, is the next Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm I'll am i believe it when I see it, man. Okay. First game he played, he got a touchdown. I okay. like Justin Fields a lot, but I don't think Nagy's going to go to him as much as he should. Yeah. he better. or Matt Nagy's gonna be just exactly where Todd Haley is tweeting and pissed that he didn't get it right with his quarterback. Um, again, thanks to Stephen SB nation and Arrowhead Pride uh, for joining us as he did in 925. but uh, of course we have to.' Uh, to get into more matchups here on the fantasy Football Sunday show. Um, next one, this is probably like to me, The worst matchup of the day when it comes to fantasy football, and that's the Patriots versus the Jets. I have no interest in this game. Um, None. I'm with Steven Serta when it comes to Jacoby Myers for the Patriots. I think he can be a very, very big uh, target uh, hog when it comes to New England. I think that uh, Mac Jones will tend to look his way a little bit more often than others. Uh, James White, I think, is still a very very good option in Damian Harris. I know Damian Harris fumbled. If he fumbles again, he's in trouble. Bill Belichick doesn't tolerate failure. Um, it's like when you know you failed a test and you have to bring it to your father that evening, that's what happens when you fumble the ball in a Bill Belichick offense. I'm not, uh, I'm not losing sleep over Damian Harris and losing time, but uh, I do like Jacoby Myers. I think Jacoby Myers is a guy that... Um, is a daily play for sure uh, just because I don't think he's going to be that expensive to roster and I think he could get a lot of production out of that uh, with heavy targets his way for Mac Jones for the Jets, man it's Corey Davis that's it, y'all asked me last week on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line uh, that number 913-576-7610 towards the end of this thing, uh, I'll answer any questions you have when it comes to start or sit him or him, uh, who do I play, whatever you want to ask uh, where you should get breakfast in this lovely city. Where you should get a cup of... I'm just kidding. But obviously, Corey Davis. That's it in New York, man. I don't want anybody else. I don't want Tevin Coleman. I don't want anybody else. Corey Davis. He had two touchdowns last week. He's that dude. Um, I'm just really worried. Um, you know what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks. And... Uh, good luck in New York today when you get Belichick knocking on the door. Next matchup. Uh, after we get uh, Jets and Pats. We'll move on to... Minnesota versus Arizona. This has a lot of action in it. I think this is a game in which we see Justin Jefferson get back to where Justin Jefferson needs to be. The LSU whiteout will get back on his page here. Now, granted, Adam Thielen last week stole all the show that was there for Minnesota. Dalvin Cook is obviously still the number one option. And for once in his life, Kirk Cousins actually played good in September. Now, they went through overtime overtime. They had a long game, battled from behind, did exactly what you thought Minnesota would do, have all the options they needed, leave it up to Kirk Cousins, and you know, they played a pretty good Cincinnati Bengals team and they lost, it was on the road. It's tough to win on the road in the NFL, unless you're the Chiefs, who just don't really seem to lose very much at all. But when it comes to the Minnesota-Arizona matchup, Obviously, you're starting Murray. You're starting Hopkins. I think you're going Edmonds over Connor. They kind of split a little bit, but Edmonds had the better role. He's the better guy to go with. I think you have to have both of those guys on your roster. If you have one, you should have the other, just in case you don't know what's going to be moving forward when it comes to bulk of the carries. But right now, if you do roster both or you need one over the other, it's Edmonds over Connor. Kirk is an interesting play because obviously there is the history with him and Kyler Murray. He had a very big game last week, and when Kyler Murray is 100%, he tends to find Christian Kirk quite a bit when it comes to wide receivers. So if you're playing in a league where you're putting all your money in daily and you need a cheap receiver, I like Kirk. I don't know how cheap, cheap he'll be, but I know there's a lot of options there with him and and, uh, Kyler Murray in that offense. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is still just insanely good. Um, Minnesota, Thielen, Jefferson, and Cook. That's it for me. I mean, Kirk Cousins, if your quarterback is Mac Jones, if your quarterback is really if you're just struggling and you really want to just – I don't know. I don't think I'm playing Kirk Cousins this week. I know that those three guys can have big numbers, and if they're going to have big numbers, it's going to be up to Kirk Cousins. But, again – Receiving yards for Thielen and Jefferson should be up. This game screams like it could be a 28 to 31 type of finish, with a lot of action on both sides of offense. Moving next, uh, hello extreme big time action when it comes to the Falcons versus the Bucks. Obviously, you're starting Cal Ridley. I think Tampa's defense is decent enough, but I think it's still going to be one of those defenses that gets better as the years as the season goes on. You saw what Dallas did. Dak carved him up for 400. That's just something that Prescott's just going to continue to do moving forward. He's just a 400-yard passer. That defense is so bad in Dallas, they're just going to be like the 2002 Chiefs. We're going to score 47, and if you score more, then you beat us. That's how Dallas is going to play. I'm not worried about Calvin Ridley this week. Matt Ryan I like this week. I'm not really sure what else. I mean, yeah, that's it. But I think you could have another huge week from Cal Ridley. He's going to be that guy. It started off that way last week, kind of fizzled out. But in Matt Ryan's first four throws, three of them went to Cal Ridley, and all three were caught for over 40 yards. So Cal Ridley can be that guy in Atlanta where it racks up quick. I think that's one of these things that's going to happen this week. On the other side, this is scary. Because if Tampa Bay has Pittsburgh's Antonio Brown and a healthy Chris Godwin, holy smokes. Rob Gronkowski looked really, really good week one. He went up against a bad Dallas defense. Doesn't do very well against tight ends. Rob Gronkowski, obviously, two touchdowns, big target. Don't fall in love with Kronk. I'm not saying that you can't start him this week, but don't fall in love with him. Option one is going to be Chris Godwin. Option two is, is Antonio Brown. Mike Evans is still on that team. I do truly believe, though. Oh, man, I don't know if I want to... Mike Evans, is he washed? I think Mike Evans is washed. I think we can put it there. He and Zeke Elliott both proved to me Thursday night last week. They're both washed. It is what it is. You probably drafted Mike Evans too high or spent too much money on Mike Evans. You probably did the same with Zeke Elliott. Godwin, Antonio Brown. Leonard Fournette's a good play in this game. But Falcons most likely playing from behind. Cal Ridley will be targeted very heavily. Matt Ryan I also like in this matchup. Moving on to the next matchup that could also have big fantasy numbers is Dallas versus the Chargers. I like this game. I like Dak Prescott in this game. I like Williams. I like I like everybody on the offensive side for the Chargers. Herbert's a big play this week. I like Herbert against this defense. The Cowboys defense that I just destroyed in the previous matchup is its focal point in this matchup. Jared Cook, guys. Eight targets last week. And they talked about in preseason that Cook and Herbert have been putting together a very good connection. They liked what they had within each other on the offensive side. I like Jared Cook this week a lot. Look what Gronkowski did, what I just talked about. Dallas is bad against tight ends. Look for Jared Cook to have a big game this week for the the Chargers. Justin Herbert to have a good week this week. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Lots of action there for the Chargers. Again, Amari Cooper proved last week, I'm still that dude in Dallas. Look for his way to be targeted a lot. CeeDee Lamb, big in this game. Ezekiel Elliott, like I said, is washed. Those days are numbered, they're out. Gone. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, you're obviously starting Ezekiel, Elliott, just don't expect too much. But there's a lot of fantasy upside when it comes to Dallas and Los Angeles. Titans Seahawks, bounce back game maybe for the Titans. I don't know. Derrick Henry going against the Seahawks. Could have a big matchup. I don't like Ryan Tannehill so much. I thought the Seahawks did good last week. Now again, their opponent against Carson Wentz, who I think is just forever shook. I think it's over. I think the, the, the worst is still yet to come for Carson Wentz. Didn't look good last week. Titans-Seahawks. I like Derrick Henry in this matchup. I love A.J. Brown, but this game is just the battle of the old Miss, guys. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. Julio Jones, he pissed Mike Vrabel off last week, and Mike Mike Vrabel was a little harsh with his comments, but we'll see what Julio Jones does this week moving forward. The Titans had a rough week last week. Good teams tend to always bounce back in dramatic fashion. This could be a game in which the Titans and the Seahawks really kind of get after it, and DK versus A.J. Brown is going to be something of awesomeness to see. Lions Packers, ugh. Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, I think they come out smoking blaring middle fingers and just light it up. Aaron Jones, big matchup, big game. That's it. Lions, Jared Goff pissed me off last week in in, uh, in, in garbage time. DeAndre Swift, I don't know what else to tell you. That's, that's what it's going to be. Screw Jared Goff. Last but not least, Chiefs versus Ravens. I hate to do this, but I'm against Steven Certa when it comes to this McCall Hardman thing. Because the way it was portrayed in the media that he was really hyping up his guys, Kelsey and Hill. Of course, that's why McCall Hardman isn't a play. He could be a play in maybe some, I don't know, dailies. You want to take a gamble, Certa gave you some good statistical backgrounds. He's had big game receiving uh, games against the Ravens. He went big and a big one against them two years ago. Did it again last year. I disagree, though. I'm against McCole Hardman when it comes to the Chiefs. I don't want to play him yet. I don't want to waste money on him because I don't want to be disappointed. If I'm proven wrong, I'll give Steven Serta a nice gift on Twitter. I'll present him with something. But I don't believe McCole Hardman this game. I think you stick with your guns. Edwards, Hilaire, Kelsey, Hill, Mahomes. That's what I got. When it comes to the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, I think Latavius Murray because the veteran's going to be needed in a game like this. Tyson Williams is a good play. We saw the explosiveness that he had in that Monday night game against the Raiders where he busted that 40-yard playoff, but he missed some key blocks. When Lamar Jackson got sacked and fumbled, he whipped on a block. Harbaugh's not going to put up with that. You know where he comes from when it comes to a coaching tree. I do tend to like Latavius Murray in this matchup. Mark Andrews, Chiefs tend to t- tend to struggle with big time tight ends. So I like Mark Andrews, I like Lamar Jackson. This is a dogfight type game, man. Chiefs will have Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark back. Chiefs defense could have a big-time defense when it comes to all these guys being on the same page and being healthy. But again, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Williams. And Latavius Murray, I lean more towards Latavius Murray just because of action and volume in this game against the Chiefs. Now that he's got a week under his belt, and he did steal a touchdown last week. But that is every single matchup this week in the NFL season, week two schedule. Um, as promised, I will get um, I will get to your questions here on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line as we finish this show up. Uh, Colts O-line is awful. Well, it's not technically supposed to be. It's supposed to be the best offensive line in all of football, followed by Cleveland, Green Bay, and then probably yours truly here in Kansas City. That's the way it's supposed to be from the 816. So, yeah, the Colts struggle. All their receivers are going to be available today as they are uh, full practice and go for Sunday morning as of right now. From the 816, Dallas Goddard or Robert Tanyan? I like Tanyan because I think, like I said, I think Robert, or I think Rogers comes out uh, middle fingers blaring because of the, the smack talk. Um, that we had last week on Twitter where the where the Saints just blew the Packers out. Jameis Winston or Justin Herbert? Herbert, no question. Going against that Cowboys defense. Jamar Chase or A.J. Brown from the 9-1-3? A.J. Brown, I think they're both a good play, but I lean more towards A.J. Brown because he gets to go up against his BFF in D.K. Metcalf. And sometimes the NFL just presents us with special days. Maybe that's one. A.J. Brown versus D.K. Metcalf. mano mono man versus man. You remember the picture when they both were shirtless with their six-packs. It's just disgustingly awesome. Coming up next, it'll be Bink Sunday with Nick Schwartz of Cody and Gold. Give that man some love. I'm Dusty Likens. Thanks to Grant Nicholson, 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, each peaks, each drinks, scenic views. I'm out.
3: You're listening to Fantasy
2: Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month.
3: New iPhone 15s? It's better over
2: here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.